0: vintage lesbians a personal journey of friendship and queer history where we try to set the record a little less straight i am shan one of your hosts and i'm your
1: other host allison how are you allison i'm doing well today shan did you notice anything different about our uh, little podcast that we have here oh oh were you referring to our 100 professional 100 percent paid for theme song i am it's beautiful and perfect and we sunk a lot of money in that sucker so much money no we
0: actually wrote we wrote it in one take after talking about it for about an hour and then nailed it nailed it in one and we're very proud of it so that's our theme song now yeah get used to it i guess (laughs) sorry sometimes i'm a little aggressive by accident (laughs) accidental aggression is my favorite flavor of allison anyway um i'm doing pretty well today and today instead of bringing you queer history like we said in the theme song Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to teach you about different queers. Yeah. These, these ones.
1: You and me. Me and you. Shan and Allison. Allison and Shan. Shanlison, That's who we are. Ally Shan. We're doing a Q&A episode. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, so in the future, these will often probably be on our Patreon, but uh, we decided to just do one for free for you guys right now. And we have quite a few questions, so thank you all for sending stuff in.
0: Yeah, so we're bringing you this super cool bonus
1: what
0: <laughs> well,
1: i was stealing that directly from comedy bang bang <laughs> on their christmas or their new year's eve wrap-ups when they have a bonus it's a bonus that's very funny it's very good guys comedy bang bang streaming to you live have you heard on of it earwolf i think yes. anyway q
0: a q a time yeah.
1: time you want to just, just want to jump in dive right in yeah to the first question hey shan may i ask you a question yes this question comes from our friend robin hey hi robin. robin um how did we meet oh um okay i'll i'll take this
0: one yeah and do then it. you can add in flavor i will you know like a conversation do <laughs> so i had just been uh, uh how do i put this um stuck in my bed for like two weeks and it sucked but I listened through all of the adventure zone <laughs> and I decided I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I thought in my little head, the only way I'm going to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons regularly is if I run the game and if I'm in charge of the thing. So I went onto the Book of Faces and I posted in the Seattle Adventure Zone Facebook group. Hello, does anyone want to come to my home, my studio apartment? <laughs>
1: I think initially it's going to be like a restaurant or cafe. And then yeah, like, and then I was not like, gonna like work mm, I
0: would have to pay money for that. So fuck this shit. <laughs> Come to my home, uh, play Dungeons and Dragons with me. And, and yeah, I-, I don't know how to play. We'll learn together. And um, 11 people showed up. Yes. And we played a one shot. And I picked my favorite people. From those eleven and people And one of them
1: was me. Yeah. We've actually talked about this later, um, because we're also very good friends with the other people from that. Um we this was two years ago and we've all bonded and become a little D and D family. Ago now, yeah. yeah. Um and I literally never answer anything like that. Like I don't yeah. if someone posts something on any of the Facebook groups I'm in for a meetup, I almost never go to any of them. Um but for some reason I was like, you know what? I could use some friends. Oh, go to that one.
0: I think it was partially because I said, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'll run it. I'll learn how to be a DM. You guys learn how to do the things. And we'll just, maybe it can be an
1: ongoing thing, but, like, no pressure. And The other two people who ended up being, like, the long-haul repeating people, um, Peter and Chelsea, hey, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, they also have said that they have literally never answer anything like that before. So I feel yeah. like it's fate. And
0: now we have this really awesome yeah. friend group. Weston was there too. Hey Weston. Um and then he wasn't able to play for so so long but now he's back in, which is mm-hmm. great. It's been amazing.
1: Should we just name drop all of our friends? Along with his girlfriend Michaela. What's up, girl? Hey Michaela. <laughs>
0: and Daniel. All right. <laughs> next next question. Also Joe, my girlfriend is also oh, in Oh I the forgot group. Joe
1: was in the group cuz she's usually here. And I was like, "Who's usually not here, but is here sometimes?"
0: <laughs> yeah, Joe just joined the the party. It's um, mm-hmm. it's going really well. I like it. Yeah. I like DMing. I've been. We did um, we did. Lo- we started with Lost Minds of Fandolin. That was the first thing mm-hmm. I ran you guys through. And then once pack. we finished that, we took like a couple months off. And for the past year and a bit, I've been running a homebrew campaign. Um,
1: and it's a goddamn delight. <laughs> It's really fun
0: to write. Mm-hmm. I I really really have fun with it. It's uh it's really good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should probably move on to the next question. Yes, that is not of what they asked.
1: <laughs> uh, Robin's follow up question was: Why did? Or when did you decide to start a podcast? Um, I feel like we knew kind of early on. June of last year. Yeah. Both of us have been interested in starting podcasts for a while, and we've floated a couple of ideas. I've had the name Vintage Lesbians since the first PodCon, so that was December of 2017.
0: Um, and I kind of came up with that, like the the concept came after the title, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I posted it. It got posted, or it got posted on Instagram, and someone asked if I viewed it as like a fictional or a, or a nonfiction podcast, and I said, "Oh, nonfiction for sure." <laughs> Which had just occurred to me then that I could actually make, like, a queer history podcast. And then it kind of ruminated in my brain. And then I started talking to Allison about it.
1: <laughs> Before this one uh, was fully clenched with us, we also talked about doing, like, a fat-positive podcast. Yeah. And then we also talked about doing a Tamara Pierce podcast called Piercing the Veil, TM, 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 TM. We might still do that. I think we will still do that because
0: I want an excuse to read all those books again.
1: <laughs> doing a podcast together has been, a, has been a,
0: a thing we've been wanting to do for a while. And then this mm-hmm. was the one that we were really excited about since one that we
1: did yeah i've been listening to podcasts since like 2005 i used to yeah. have to download them from the internet and that's then insane. manually put them on my ipod shuffle that's insane no
0: how would you, you wouldn't even <laughs> be able to pick them you just have to hope
1: they come up no i would so like in your queue the ones oh yeah yeah so for that <laughs> i would purposefully i i had it arranged in a certain way by alpha, alphabetized by um Uh, artist and then i would put the podcast at the very beginning so that i could like say like oh this artist starts with a v if i just take it off shuffle and put it straight eventually it'll a all over it was not very convenient but i had a system and it worked for me
0: kate wants to know do you have any secret talents that you don't commonly let people know about
1: i don't know do i probably
0: i don't know there's
1: secrets do you have any secret talents Hmm. I need to think. That
0: I don't commonly let people know about? Yeah. My I'm... thing is I, I tell I tell most people most things.
1: Yeah. If I'm good at I something, don't... people know about it.
0: I don't have a lot of secrets. Oh, I can whistle, like, pretty well.
1: Really? I did not know that. Would it be auditorily kind of irritating to whistle right now?
0: Mm, I'll just move my mic a little bit. What should I whistle, though?
1: Um, Train's Hazel sister.
0: God damn it. <laughs> okay, hold on.
1: Is that a bird or an Andrew bird? I don't know, but there's a <laughs> whistler here. That was really good. Thank you. Um, I think one, like, it's not that it's a secret, but I feel like I'm really good at interior decorating and stuff. I really oh, like sure. my eye for, for yeah. designing things. You,
0: you have a, 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 a way of making things cozy that I really I enjoy.
1: I love cozy.
0: I also love cozy. And also aesthetically
1: pleasing. Mm-hmm. I like to enter my bedroom and feel at ease Rested. Mm-hmm. I'm also pretty good at folding laundry. Yeah, it's great. Sometimes Allison <laughs> folds my laundry for me. Because <laughs> I'll be watching TV or something, and I'll be done with my laundry. And it's, What am I going to do? Just sit there not have my hands busy? Right. Any other talents you have? Anything you want to brag about? Mm, not You play right the ukulele really well.
0: I play a, the ukulele fine. <laughs> my cat is sad. Sorry, y'all.
1: All right. Um... Can I ask you a question? Yes. This is from my friend Alyssa. How many digits of pi do you know? Um,
0: seven or eight?
1: I think I know seven or eight also. We're not counting the three, right?
0: I was counting the three. Okay,
1: counting the three, I would know eight or nine. Okay. Do you want to do it? Sure. Okay, three Three point. point... One four, one, four, one, five, five nine, two, six. six. Oh, shit, I forgot about the two. But there is a six after that, right? Yes. Okay, and then four? I don't know. One, five, nine, two, six, eight. I'll to go
0: touch my cat and make sure she's all right.
1: I said six, four, but it's actually six, five. Oh, no, just, you monster. I need to say that out loud so that we don't get emails. Okay, Shan's left the room, so I can say anything I want. And he can't stop me. I don't know what I'm going to do with all of this power.
0: My cat is a spoiled princess who needs to be allowed access to looking out upon her domain at all times. And of course, now that we've made that available to her, she's going to run in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like a little ditch. <laughs> I love my cat very much. She's a perfect animal.
1: Oh, I love her too. <clears throat> and you
0: know, if I was a cat, I would be just as persnickety. <laughs> same uh allison yes dear can i ask you a question sure our dear friend willow hey willow hey willow asks what person that you've talked about on the show do you feel most connected to
1: Hmm. um i think i really enjoyed learning about edith eyed lisa ben because i feel like i really saw myself in her Uh, we have a lot of the same quirks and characteristics and it was kind of cool to learn about her. I don't really have an exact example of why. But I feel like I felt really connected to her as well. Yeah. I also felt connected to Emily Dickinson because I, too, like to wear all white. I mean, I... And sit in my bedroom and bake red and I definitely, look at spiders.
0: I definitely felt connected to Emily Dickinson. I think, honestly, Sally Ride. <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome.
1: The way I remember one of it was like, she only really studied what she was interested in. And yeah. If she wasn't interested in it, she's not going to put any effort into it. Because, that's, like, why? That's what I feel connected to. Yeah. Because that's
0: kind of, like... I've sort of shaped my life that way. I don't know how, how much I want everyone to know, but I've flunked out of college a few times. And I've medically withdrawn a couple other times. Because it just causes me too much anxiety. And I can't... I'm not a college person. Um, But the things that I am doing with my life... Nannying, making this podcast photography all the things that i am doing these are the things that i've always wanted to do to some extent like and i don't see the point in working hard for basically a useless piece of paper
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah when i'm already doing what i want
1: i think that makes a lot of sense i think that um so yeah sally ride yeah hell yeah sally ride so this one is from my dear brother matthew hello matthew thank you for being my brother Hello, Matthew. If you've had a hard or challenging day, what is an activity or something that you do for yourself that brings a smile back to your face?
0: Oh, man. Um, I love a good nap.
1: Oh, God, I love a nap.
0: Uh, honestly, lately, I have been having many challenging days, so I've just been spending most of my time with my girlfriend and getting those good hugs in. But that's not something I can do for myself. Um... Yeah, if I've had I think a, a
1: nap is yeah. is
0: my go-to.
1: <laughs> if I've had a long string of challenging days, I will try to have a full self-care evening.
0: Yeah. Where I, like, ooh, take like a, a bath, mask. do a
1: face mask, do my whole skincare routine. I have an elaborate skincare routine that I don't do. Same. But, like, it's part of my whole routine. I do routine.
0: it once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I'm fine. Um, oh, I do, okay. I like to make myself, like, a really nice dinner. I was just thinking that. That I love making myself just a really good meal for me and no one else. I do love sharing food. I love cooking with and for other people. But when I've had a really rough day, I want to make something that is for my taste buds and my taste buds alone.
1: Yeah. I think that's very fair.
0: And then sit down with a, like a good show or mm. a, a favored podcast. Hope my cat hops into my lap and, and yummy down.
1: What a good evening! Should do that in the near future. Yeah, I feel like I I like cooking, but if I've had a really hard day, I love not cooking. So I'd love yeah. to get a, a Postmates a takeout. Also, if I can interact with an animal at some point, that would be really oh, hell great. Hell yeah! If I had a hard and challenging day and there's not an animal, you know what oh I God. used
0: to do when um like Petco and Petsmart had puppies. I would go to the Petco or the PetSmart and I would hold and touch a puppy oh. for a little while.
1: In my college, during finals week, the Humane Society would bring dogs and puppies down and then you could like rent a dog for 45 minutes and just snuggle with it, and cry into its fur or something. Wow. this good.
0: Very good. We were speaking of food, so I'd like to know, uh, what's the
1: strangest food you've ever tried? And that question comes from my dad. Hi, dad. Hi. Uh, the strangest food I've ever tried. I'm a, a little uncomfortable putting the uh, the I'm a modifier little uncomfortable strange. With this question because
0: it feels like it might end up being xenophobic. Yeah. <laughs> or or racist. Um. But on the other however, hand, I have
1: eaten insects, crickets specifically. I've also eaten it.
0: crickets. That's however, fine. my answer was going to be cauliflower mashed potatoes.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. The weirdest food I've ever eaten is probably. I don't know, I'll try anything, but I don't think most of the food I eat is weird. Anytime I'm served like an octopus type thing and the tentacles are still look like tentacles, I feel a little creeped out by it, but I'll eat it anyway. Most of my strange
0: strangenesses come from like just texture. Yeah. Like strange textures. I don't have texture just don't really much. don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Can't handle it processing those sensory inputs is hard mm-hmm. it's almost as if it's disordered <laughs> for me
1: maybe just a little bit anyway <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know i don't eat a, I, I mean i i eat anything so mm-hmm. not many things are strange i ate escargot recently it was really good
1: i want to try escargot i've never had it, it really but i love it's a butter very sauce. tender have you ever had a scallop i've had a scallop <laughs>
0: So it really, it tasted like scallops. It was really oh, good. Oh, I love
1: scallops, though.
0: <laughs> we should have scallops sometime. I'm totally, yeah. No, I I I make a, a pan-seared
1: scallop that I think <laughs> you'd enjoy. Is there garlic and butter on it?
0: There sure shit is. Oh, man. I mean. I love both garlic and butter. Also, shallots.
1: Ooh. A shallot? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> um, a lot of food-related questions. Yeah. Hey, let's keep it going. Alyssa asks, what's your favorite cuisine? Probably Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex is good. I feel like if I had to choose one country of origin to have the food of for the rest of my life, because some weird evil dictator is giving us a lot of choices, but also limiting us, and I don't know why. I would choose Japanese food. Ooh, I do love Japanese food. Because you get everything. And, I don't know, I, I really like it. I love a sushi. I also lot. love a sushi. Sushi's so good. We had a sushi place we really, really enjoyed oh. that suddenly closed down without warning. which is Literally, weird.
0: like, I ordered sushi for them on a Wednesday, and then the next day, my friend Wiley messaged me, did you see Blue Sea shut down? And I was just like, what? <laughs> my sushi! I
1: like... I like food. Is this, is this a surprise?
0: It's no. I also like food. I really love lime and cilantro, and any <laughs> any like carrier of lime and garlic and cilantro, and like like a
1: chili. Mm-hmm. I Ugh. was just thinking about shrimps. I love shrimp. That's not really a cuisine, but any I do like seafood a lot. Seafood's good. Um, I'm told that if you keep eating seafood, it will destroy the oceans. But also yeah, but shrimp, shrimp pretty are good, good. Is the thing. <laughs> salmon also pretty Mm -hmm. good tilapia you can keep your tilapia
0: i'll eat a tilapia i can be persuaded i'll make you a breaded tilapia you'll like it okay in keeping with the theme okay just doing all the food ones right now yeah what's your go-to feel good breakfast
1: okay so we recently ordered um breakfast for a D session that was earlier than usual and we ordered it from patty's egg nest which is a chain in the pacific northwest or maybe just seattle i don't know i love Patties, um but they have this um like salmon lox eggs benedict so it's smoked salmon eggs benedict and it has capers on it mm. and i just keep thinking about it it was so good before I had that, I don't know if that would have been my go-to feel-good breakfast. I think I probably would have chosen like a French toast or a chocolate chip pancake. When I was growing up, my mom would make chocolate chip pancakes every year on our birthdays, and so now whenever Aww. I have chocolate chip pancakes, it really like it feels really feel good because it's birthdays and then like special days, yeah. or like if there was a big test or something. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I How think about
0: you. I think my. Go to feel good breakfast.
1: Hmm. And it has bacon involved, <laughs>
0: obviously. Bacon's very good. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a hash. Oh. Yeah, like a like a, a solid pan fried potato hash with like bacon and onion and
1: Oh, I was picturing like a corned beef hash. Mm. Any other delicious breakfast foods that you would like to throw a um, shot out to?
0: Yeah, waffle.
1: Oh, God, I love a waffle. They got all those little squares and you can put stuff in them. Waffle. Waffle. My mom's a big waffle fan. One year, we got her, like, a fancy motel. I guess it's not fancy. But, like, a full, like, <laughs> industrial um, motel-style Oh, like a, like a waffle hotel waffle maker? maker? Yeah. That is fancy. That's it, fancy as heck. And she, like, cried a little bit. That's like. amazing. Thank goodness for the waffles. Thank waffles for waffles. Thank waffles for waffles, indeed. I have one last food-related question before we get back to some questions All right. with more
0: substance. Okay.
1: What's the best shape of pasta? That comes from my friend Kate. Hey Kate. Huh.
0: Okay, now this Should is we an interesting it at the same question. Time? No, because it depends on your sauce. One, two, three, linguini. Depends on your sauce. Okay. Because if I'm just doing like butter and
1: parmesan, it's good with linguini. It is good with linguine, but you know what it's best with? What? Plain spaghetti. Um, if you're doing, like, a lemony, buttery sauce, you know Linguini. what that's good with? Linguine. If you're doing, like... A white sauce? <sighs> linguine. If you're doing, like, a marinara sauce, you know what it's really good on? Linguine. Yeah,
0: okay, but if you're doing, like, a cheese sauce, you're going to want, like, a macaroni.
1: Or... Or, like, a bow tie. I've never had a cheese sauce with the linguine, but I bet it would be pretty good. Um... I've I... heard your opinion. Why do you never let me have an opinion? You can have an opinion. I just wanted to share one more linguini opinion. Yeah, right. So if pesto? you're super pesto linguini, good. Yes. If you're super stressed out and you want a comfort meal, something that I'll make that's easy and not good for you is um, chili on top of linguini.
0: <laughs>
1: and it sounds kind of weird, but like you get cheese on it, it gets all melty, and then it all like mixes up together, and it's a very satisfying mouthfeel. This is very delightful. Um, mm-hmm. All right. All
0: right. Uh, Allison, I have a question that's just for you specifically. Okay. And it comes from Kate.
1: Hi, Kate. And the question is, who invented the tin can? Kate, I'm so glad you asked me this because I've been um, researching it, and it's actually pretty interesting in my opinion. So the tin can was invented after there was some experimental food preservation work in glass containers, um, but they didn't work super well because they were made out of glass. Yeah, and so they like could be used to ship, but they broke easily. Um, so the year after those glass containers were first created um, was 1910. Er, no,pe was 1810. That's a whole century beforehand. All right. Um, and the the Frenchman Philippe de Girard created the tin canning process in 1810. He did, and he uh, passed that idea onto a british merchant named peter durand who uh used that with gerard's permission to patent it um he didn't actually do anything durand and gerard didn't pursue food canning but in 1812 they sold their patent patent to two englishmen named brian donkin and john hall who refined the process and the product and set up the world's first commercial canning factory in southwest road Southwest Park Road in London. Um, And so they were producing their first regular tin cans for the Royal Navy specifically by 1813, and then they were used for way more things by 1820. Um, The reason I thought that this was interesting is because early tin cans were sealed by soldering with a tin lead alloy, which could cause lead poisoning. Are you familiar with the 1845 Arctic Expedition of Sir John Franklin? I just found out about it. It's also called... Franklin's Lost Expedition bum, bum, bum.
0: No, I haven't heard of this
1: Franklin's Lost Expedition was two ships piloted, or led I suppose, by Captain Sir John Franklin in 1845 The two ships were called the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror, which are two terrible ship names You shouldn't um,
0: name your ship that
1: They were uh, Everybody got lead poisoning and, cool. and uh, they're both of the ships sunk um, and they looked for them for centuries and they found one of them in 2014 and one of them in 2016. Wow. And it was all because of lead. Although actually recent research suggests that the lead poisoning may have been exacerbated by the water pipe system. That makes you know. sense.
0: So who invented the tin can though?
1: Uh, that was Philippe de Gerard. All think. right. There you go. Mm-hmm. When was the can opener invented? Let's look at that. I know it was a lot later. The can opener was used. Okay, wait, hold on. Hang on. Hold on, guys. Was the can opener uh, invented before tin cans? No, but tin cans, it says they've been practiced since at least 1772. So maybe Philippe Girard was the one who first saw the potential and kind of like streamlined the process so Uh that you could can things more easily. Oh, man. Oh, the invention of cans it was invented by the dutch navy in 1772 all right oh i'm so man. glad that
0: you looked into this because before before this you lied to us
1: i didn't lie i was misinformed the can opener was invented in 1850. the what the can, <gasps> the can opener the can opener the can opener invented in 1855
0: all right how the fuck did we get into the cans before then
1: um, I think you just sort of. So they were stabbed them. A yeah. bunch. they were designed for military use. They usually had like a blade or a something. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, probably a Dutch Army knife.
0: That's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. Uh, okay. let's get to a gay question.
1: Hey, Sham, may I ask you a question? Yes. This comes from our friend Hill. Um, Hill would like to know which episode has been the most impactful for us to do so far, and why.
0: So I think for me, it would it was um, the Sylvia Rivera episode. Mm-hmm. Just because Sylvia really got the short end of the stick, and it really really stuck with me how much she did and how much she wanted to do, even when she couldn't do anything, she still wanted to like march for aids around her fucking hospital room right incredible she she did so much and she died alone and homeless and kicked to the curb and then ugh god it just like it's it really broke my heart how poorly she was she was treated mm-hmm. after how much she did.
1: And her influence is so strong, and it's still going on today. Like, we wouldn't be where we are without yeah. Sylvia. We we absolutely wouldn't. She was, like, when she was younger, she was the one that you would
0: call if you wanted to start something. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to protest, you called
1: Sylvia. Um, one of the ones that impacted me the most, I believe, was Miss Me. Miss Major Griffin Gracie, Mm -hmm. um, because she did so much and her story was so impactful, but also because she's still alive today. Yeah. Um, so I love learning about history, but having like at least one that kind of continues today makes me feel like we're still a continued part of history. Like history is still,
0: it's not, it's not abstract. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not as abstract. It's like, they're part of us. If we were born a hundred years before we would be in the same culture. Um, there are our ancestors, and we're the future's ancestors, and I don't know, just, you know, something about the linear time or whatever. Pretend I said something, like, super deep just now. You super did. Yeah. Okay. I get it. <laughs> but I really loved learning about her. And you can yeah. donate to her retirement fund at com slash miss major at any time. Miss major. Uh,
0: Hill's follow-up questions of that, um, what... Parts slash people within queer history do you know about now that you wish you had known about growing up? Oof.
1: I feel like That's a, a lot of these hard hard would be such so to answer
0: because my answers all love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Ailey, I'm honestly really surprised that I hadn't heard of him sooner because yeah, I was. A dancer. I was a dancer. I was in dance for such a long time, and it boggles my mind that one of the most important choreographers. Of the 20th century was not taught to me, mm-hmm. it, uh, which what is weird because usually the
1: arts are such a much more open-minded and are leading the. No, kind that's of...
0: that's just what they want you to think. Aww. They're not.
1: That's a bummer. <laughs> I always hope. Um. Yeah, I think for me, I want to say maybe uh, Audrey Lord. I feel mm, like yeah. she had so many good ideas that I could have really soaked in when I was in middle and high school. We I were... really
0: wish that I had been taught her in any capacity. Yeah. Because it's...
1: Her thoughts are still, like, such everything, a foundation Everything of... she
0: said is still relevant.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything
0: she said is still relevant in some way. May I ask you another question?
1: Yes. Which historical queer icon would you most like to have brunch with, and why? Ooh. Ooh. So Queer icon. Queer icon. Initially, I thought, when I read this, that we were going to talk about one of the subjects we've already talked about. And I was all ready to be like James Baldwin. James Baldwin might still be my answer, but queer icon though. Um, I think. Who would I talk to? Does it have to be historical? It does say historical. So we can't just be like Janelle Monet, you're my best icon. friend now.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so non-historical, I would definitely go with Janelle Monet. <laughs> um, but historical, queer icon. Um, hmm. uh I'm gonna say, like honestly i just keep coming back to Freddie Mercury. He would be amazing.
1: (laughs) My first thought was Dorothy Parker, and then I looked up, is Dorothy Parker gay? And I don't think she was. Mm, Sad. So let me think. I just want to have, like, someone who's going to make me laugh and have a fun brunch experience. Freddie Mercury is a very good one. Why do you want to have a brunch with Freddie Mercury? He just seems neat. He does. (laughs) He seems really cool. Uh,
0: Alyssa and Chase have the following demand
1: okay name all your best friends <laughs> well one of my best friends it's Alyssa. <laughs> i think that's why she said it she did follow that up with
0: just uh, kidding it's a tear not a title
1: <laughs> but yeah i feel like i have i don't know if i want to oh, name all my best
0: just kidding you have lots it's a tear not a title Yeah,
1: no. and that's true yeah that is true chance one of my best friends allison's
0: one of my best friends turn
1: not a title Haiku's one of my best friends. (laughs) Our two horrible clown children are on a wall.
0: Ugh, our babies. I'm going to ask a different question from you guys. Mm -hmm. Do you think PC culture can stifle creativity?
1: This is an interesting question. Um, I don't think it can stifle creativity. My immediate answer is no. But I think, like, some people who have traditionally been considered creative will have to adapt and change some things and i think that's okay
0: i think when you've been given i think when in the past you've had like a boundary free playground it can seem stifling to suddenly have these fences Mm -hmm. up but when you realize that those fences are there to keep you and everyone else from like running into the street and getting hit by a car you find yeah. a way to play around it. And I am using the park metaphor here a little strongly, but I don't I don't think that boundaries stifle creativity. I think they guide them. Like, you can still make all of your jokes, just find a way to make it funny and not offensive. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with people making jokes about things, about anything. You can joke about anything that you want to joke about. You just have to not make it
1: Mean, Just don't be a dick. I feel like creativity is such a boundless resource. Like, it's not a very specific thing. So putting up extra fences or extra kind of things to watch out for so that you don't seriously hurt somebody. Yeah,
0: you're basically like... Beyond that, it's like you're in
1: an open yeah. field and someone put a little piece
0: of brick right here mm-hmm. just blocking this one tree and you have like a million other trees around you in this huge forest that you're in that you could go climb. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you want to climb that one
1: tree. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> or like if you have a spaceship and you want to explore the universe <laughs> and really you can go all our anywhere in the universe Literally except anywhere. for like a couple asteroids. Except for
0: one, like you can't go to Pluto because if you go to Pluto, Pluto like... Has a- everyone
1: i want to go to pluto
0: but you can't go to pluto because if you go to pluto Allison, everyone on your ship will get hurt
1: okay but it's got a little heart
0: yeah but you can like okay can we drive you guys buy it and you take can a go selfie? to planet x which is near pluto and you can look at pluto from there
1: and see the heart perfect okay we did it yes
0: no pc culture does not stifle creativity we're good at answering it just... questions
1: that's fantastic. Everyone... please continue everyone
0: needs boundaries
1: <laughs> yeah i think boundaries are good
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I kind of, I kind of cringe at the phrase "PC culture," like. There is no such thing as PC culture because none of it is about being politically correct. It's about, like, respecting other people. Yeah. And it's about offering every single person literally the bare minimum of respect. Like, I'm not going to make fun of this essential
1: thing about you. It also makes it sound like it's not as permanent. And I feel like it yeah, should be fully ingrained into Yeah, it makes it sound like it's this, ingrained like, into...
0: millennial phase. Like, mm-hmm. this silly, like, oh look at all these children and they're so sensitive about everything. Mm-hmm. Think about real problems. Like, no. No. Mm-hmm. No. Because the thing is, is that when you offer everyone basic respect in all aspects of your life, you start to think that everyone should get your basic respect. Mm-hmm. And that might extend to like healthcare, maybe. Yeah. Or houses. Everyone deserves the bare minimum of personal respect. Yes. That's not PC culture, that's just being
1: nice. Can I ask you the last Alyssa and Chase question? You sure as shit can. Would you rather pick a human-sized dog or a human-sized cat to fight on your behalf in a post-apocalyptic cage match for your freedom, and why? Hmm. I have an answer if you need to think about it. Hmm. Cats. They got claws. Yeah. And it's human-sized, think they'd be the same size. I think I would
0: go for a cat because of their agility and their leaping Mm -hmm. ability. Yeah. And also... They're just. Do I know they're loyal?
1: They're very sharp, literally and figuratively. Very sharp.
0: Well, this just this just like presupposes that there's this human-sized cat and there's a human-sized dog and they're gonna get in this cage and they're gonna fight and you just pick your fighter. Mm Hmm. And if we get it
1: right, we get our freedom and we don't have to be toiling away in the salt mines or get turned into a human-sized cat. I wish I had chosen something better than salt mines. What's a good science fiction substance?
0: Unobtainium.
1: toiling away in the unobtanium mines. <laughs> hmm. Is unobtanium the Wakanda one?
0: No. No, unobtanium is the uh Avatar one. Oh.
1: Okay. Yes. That's Wakanda pretty.
0: is a vibranium. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's
1: the X-Man one?
0: Um 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 adamantium. Adamantine. <laughs> yeah, adamantium. Adamantine is the d d one. Okay. Jesus Christ. Fantasy so, metal. So Retail's in this the Lord of the Rings one?
1: <laughs> So in this universe, there are a bunch of fantasy metals all in one big cave, and humans have to work to mine it for our alien overlords, who sometimes oh, yeah. do experiments and create dogs and cats that are human-sized. That's terrifying. And in order to get your freedom and not die in the mines... You have to pick a dog you or have a to cat. pick or a dog or a cat. Can we get to the last two questions? Because we've been recording for a while. Okay, yes.
0: I want to stay in this world. I know. Um... <laughs> doug your father my dad he asks what is the most unusual pet you would accept in your house if your significant other really wanted it
1: if my significant other promised to take care of it i could see myself being comfortable with most pets yeah i think the
0: only things that i would that i would say no to would be like
1: insects or arachnids i wouldn't be chill with that i wouldn't be chill with a big thing that would break everything like a kangaroo i feel like they're not huge but i feel like they would wreck havoc Mm, okay so i'm presupposing that this you can't have illegal pets so i think in this scenario i was thinking you can have any pet there's no legality and all pets can thrive in different environments but you have to choose okay which one here's i would say no to a kangaroo
0: is i also wouldn't allow anything that would count as like exotic because those vets are fucking expensive (laughs)
1: In this, in this case, the...
0: You may have a bird.
1: <laughs> okay. In this, in this scenario... Or a snake. Everyone is given a pet uh uh-huh. who matches their personality. Oh my God.
0: No, no. We can't. A, we have been recording for almost an hour. Okay, but I want to And I this. need to stop talking at some point because I have to do D&D.
1: Okay. Very well, soon. Oh, I have just one more question and then it's one that I added because I was interested in it. I want to finish answering this question. Oh yeah, please. Oh, I didn't answer it either. No, you didn't. Um,
0: I think probably bird.
1: Mm. I would draw I,
0: my limit would be bird. Um, birds are a little unusual as pets, and but they're neat, but they also like take a lot of work is the mm-hmm. thing.
1: So, does that mean you would not have a a pet, a bird pet in your house? No, I
0: I bird
1: anything beyond bird would be not okay. okay. Bird is the strangest
0: animal I would allow in my house.
1: I feel like I would allow...
0: Snake is less strange than bird to me.
1: Oh, okay. I thought snake was stranger than bird, and I was going to say snake. I love a snake. Um, especially if it's like one of those cute ones that likes to hang out on you. I would totally have one of Corn's those. Corn snake. But if it was like a scorpion or a spider or something no. like that, I would not want that. Hell no. And I feel like that's the next step up. No scorpos, no spiders. Right, can I tell you, asking my last question? Yeah. We didn't have to do every question on the list. Yeah, but we did. Here we are. Go. What does your customer service voice sound like?
0: Oh, okay. Um. 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 Oh, make up a make up a business name for me.
1: Um. Okay. Sh- 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 <laughs> go ring, 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 ring,
0: ring, 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 ring. Hi, this is Shan at Vintage Lesbians. How can I help you today? Nice. It's
1: a good one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, Vintage Lesbians. This is Allison. How can I help you? And that's what we sound like when we're being fake. High five me.
0: As always, we want to thank Leslie for our beautiful logo design. We neglected to source a Leslie plug this week, so we'll just say um, that we want to plug the... Uh, actually, it, Leslie worked on like, like a, this little Like a indie small flick, indie movie. Just like this yeah. like, little movie. It and has it,
1: limited distribution, but I We went like... to
0: see it. It was so good. Saw her name up there on the big
1: screen. It's called um, Dectec- Detective P- Pichaku. Pichaku. Okay, so see? Yeah. It's a, it sounds like it's a foreign film. Seeing Detective yeah, like... Pichaku, um, it's probably... <laughs> maybe oh, no, playing in one of the it's detective pikachu okay.
0: that's that's my bad i'm sorry okay so detective go see detective pikachu.
1: pikachu and when you see leslie martin's name underneath the vfx uh, artists yell, uh, yell. And say, say that's my friend that's my friend leslie that's what we did <laughs> <laughs> we're very proud of our friend um
0: support us on patreon at patreon.com slash vintage for even more vintage lesbians Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Lesbod. All at VintageLezPod. Uh, or send us an email at vintagelespod@gmail.com.
1: at gmail.com. That's L E S P-O-D. You can also follow us on our personal social media pages. I'm at Allison Humphreys, and you can figure out how to spell that yourself.
0: And I'm at Shan. underscore. That's going to do it for us.
1: Thank you all so much for listening. We love you all very much.
0: We love you so much. Bye. And that was Vintage
1: Vintage Lesbians.